as we welcome into the program Josh Neighbors from the uh, podcast Locked on Big 12. First of all, Josh, what's your bracket look like this morning? Intact. We, t- we took some bumps. We took some bruises yesterday, but we're intact. So the, the final four is all still there. I know a lot of people lost out on uh, final four teams like Kentucky. Maybe some people sprinkled Iowa in there, but final four is all intact, and that's really what matters. There you go. Uh, so did what were just your overall impressions of day one uh, just across the board, not only in the Big 12 with, uh, with Baylor and Kansas winning, but just the, your overall impressions of the tournament uh, with, uh, with day one in the books? So obviously it was great to have it back with the full crowd. I think that was number one. The morning seemed pretty calm to me. That was kind of the, the, the early session was calm. Richmond versus Iowa got a little wonky. And then the evening just, I mean, the evening really just delivered with, with, you know, multiple close games. I think we ended up having three overtime games between the Murray State game, between the Creighton game, and then also the Kentucky game. And, And obviously you get that crown jewel of an upset with the way things went down between St. Pete's and, uh, and, and Kentucky. So I think the flow of the day was kind of nice, getting us back into things early on, get the Richmond game to kind of set up the evening, and the evening had a lot of fun craziness. So I think it was a pretty great day, and I'm, I'm so fired up for day two. Could Baylor have done anything different in your eyes getting, getting through the first game of round one? I mean, they played 10 players. So no, that's the answer is no. And the reason why is I was kind of looking through their, their box scores as of late just to see when the last time they played more than, than seven guys was. And it had been five games. It actually had almost been a calendar month, uh, kind of looking back. It had been five full games. Since we had seen them play, you know, more than, more than seven guys in a game. And if Baylor's playing more than seven guys, that means that they're beating somebody up pretty good. And, and so I actually think the way the end of the season played out really helped Baylor. They had that kind of almost week-long break from the Monday game where they played Kansas. Uh, or Monday game, I think, yeah, yeah, they played Texas, excuse me, to the game they had against Iowa State at the end of the week. And they had the nice break to the Oklahoma game. The Oklahoma game they lost, obviously, but still – they had a nice break after that to this week's game. And then they took care of business against the 16th seed Norfolk State with a huge margin of victory. I think it was biggest margin in the opening round game for them. And also, uh, you know, with the assists. So everything to me went according to plan. And also, I think the team's well-rested for a matchup with Carolina, who seems to be peaking right now. Josh, what were your thoughts yesterday on the play of Matthew Meyer? I know he's kind of struggled throughout the year, but he really turned it on yesterday when it mattered. Yeah, he was excellent, and, and they're going to need that because we've seen this season that you know James Akinjo has not always been the most consistent scorer, and Adam Flagler's dropped a couple uh, weird Adam Flagler games in there. Well, the, the one swing guy they're going to need is Matthew Meyer, and so they're going to need him to repeat that performance. They might need him to repeat it uh, when they when they play Oklahoma next. Or excuse me, when they play uh, North Carolina next game. So. Seeing that was an encouraging sign. Obviously, he has to do it consistently. But the fact that we know he can do it on this stage is really important. It's just a guy who talks about how nervous he gets playing in front of big crowds. So this is, this is an encouraging sign. But I think tempered optimism is the, is the term there. 
Talking with Josh Neighbors from uh, the podcast Locked on Big 12. Now we turn our attentions to today. Josh, there's four more Big 12 teams in action. Uh, who's got the most difficult task, in your opinion? Oh, it, it, that's that's a tough one. Um, I think I think Texas might. I, I think Texas has to face a red-hot Virginia Tech team that is firing in all cylinders. They move the ball around when you so fast. That's the one thing they do. And look, I know Chris Beard's got that no middle defense, but you really, you know, you do a lot of chasing when you're playing Virginia Tech and their ball movement. And they'll do a good job of moving their star player, Keve Aluma, inside and outside the perimeter. They get guys going off cuts. Hunter Couture has had his best game, uh, probably his career in the championship game against Duke. And look, I just don't know if we're playing first team to 60. Sure, Texas probably gets it. If we're going to play the game that's going to be above 65, going to go to 70, don't like Texas' chances. They're a defensive-minded team. That is where they thrive. That's where they make their money. I don't trust their offense enough at all um, to move forward. And you're talking about long-term deaths. I mean, TCU, man. Like, uh, Look, I-, I hope to get by Seton Hall today, but, man, I don't like their chances if they, if they play in Arizona. So immediate test, Texas. Uh, potentially long-term, I would say, it's TCU. I was going to ask you about TCU. Does that surge late in the Big 12 season help them, at least today, against Seton Hall? Yes, yes, it does. Seton Hall is, is an interesting team. They've got some size. They've got pretty decent guard play, but nothing that really wows you. I, I think TCU, because they played so well late, they should have a burst of confidence from that. I think they're pretty healthy at this point in time. They're going to need a big game today, matching things inside from Eddie Lampkin. But I think Jamie Dixon's got to be really pleased where his team ended up, right? Um, they, they had to make the tournament this year, but they got some really good scalps there on the resume towards the back end of the season. Talk about the win against Kansas, almost getting Kansas a second time, uh, you know, in that same week, getting a win against Texas Tech at home. And then also that massive comeback against Texas, that they really did earn themselves some quality victories towards the back stretch. And I think they're not just here for, you know, just happy to be here, right? They are pleased with the result, but I think they want to get a tournament victory. I think that would be huge for them to, to continue to kind of put these building blocks together for this program. They don't want to be here once every two to three years. They want to be here every single year and kind of start pushing their way deeper into the tournament. Josh, with uh, Iowa laying an egg yesterday and absolutely destroying my bracket, uh, do you think that clears up and makes Kansas have the easiest path to the Final Four for Big 12 teams? Yes, that was the team, guys, I was most concerned about. I was most concerned about Iowa in the way for Kansas because you look up and down that bracket and you think, okay, well, you've got a three seed in Wisconsin, but how healthy is Johnny Davis? The two seed is Auburn, but – Really, how good has Auburn played as of late? You've got the four-seed Providence, and Providence, look, that they had a nice win yesterday against South Dakota State, but they're only two-point favorites, and they almost blew that lead in that game. Your five-seed Iowa was the hottest team in the tournament, and uh, you know could come into the tournament one of the hottest teams ostensibly, and they end up losing uh, in the first round of Richmond. So, I mean, if you're if you're K, and also you look and Creighton lost their big guy yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, their their big man gets hurt in that game last night. So 
you know, you're kind of looking around at Kansas and you're saying, Lewis, this thing, this thing lined up pretty good for us. We'll see how Auburn looks. But if I'm KU, yeah, I mean, I, I look at my chops, but you got to keep your head down in the tournament and worry about the next assignment. You can't be looking two games ahead. We always know how that works. Once we start looking one or two games ahead in the tournament, things, things, uh, you know, can get rough for you. But I mean, for us, us prognosticators, if you will, yeah, the, the it's safe to say that the pass for KU has cleared up just a bit. Well, then let's jump over to the east where Baylor sits and, and talk about the path for Baylor and and those in in that that side of the bracket with with Kentucky now uh, headed back to to Lexington. That's huge, right? And I think I think there are a lot of teams that are in that east region that are saying, okay, all right, this is now a, a massive, you know, uh, roadblock that's now out of the way. And look, here's the thing. People are picking Kentucky, but Kentucky was 5-3 and three in their last eight games. This was not a team that was peaking or playing their best basketball at, at, at the time. And so last night's result, you know, it is still shocking, but it kind of made me reconsider how big of a threat Kentucky was just evaluating how well they were playing. I would say now – the, the big question is, how good does Carolina look against, uh, against Baylor? Because they killed Marquette yesterday. But also they had a tough result against Virginia Tech. So where are they at? Um, St. Mary's, you know, beat the hell out of Indiana, for lack of a better term. And also, you know, UCLA, who I like, I like where they're playing coming in, they had a tough one against Akron. So trying to figure out really who, who is going to match things in this region is very difficult. I think Purdue – has got to be liking the way things are set up for them at this point in time. We'll see what they do against Yale today. I'm not too worried about that result for them. But, yeah, I, I think this this East region is probably the one that we point to when we say, oh, this is now the most wide open because I think there are a fair amount of Baylor skeptics out there. I think there are a lot of people who are backing UCLA. I think there are people who are backing Kentucky, and maybe even those people ha- haven't come around to Baylor. They're just still off Kentucky now. So, yeah, this East region feels like a lot of teams now have kind of opened their eyes up and said, okay, hey, there's a chance. And, and obviously, you got to think, too, Murray State likes their matchup now after getting past uh, San Francisco last night. They play a 15 seed, and so Murray State's kind of path to the uh, Sweet 16 has now cleared up as well. Is the Mountain West the most disappointed conference in basketball right now? Has to be, right? I mean, when you, when you lose all four of your teams in a couple of days, it's like, oh, okay, thanks for playing now. Um, you know, the, these were all really good teams. I, I, I actually did catch a decent amount of, of, of Mountain West basketball this year. A lot of it's on Friday nights on Fox Sports 1. So if you're up, if, if you're better like me looking for something to get some action on, it's usually good to watch. And look, I, I like Boise State's defense uh, all year long. I thought Wyoming was a good team. Colorado State yesterday got to a 15-point lead. Um, you know, it was that was, a, that was a difficult day. I have to say it was a difficult day for the Mountain West Conference. And San Diego State, obviously, too, was right there at the precipice. But, they choked. Uh, you know, yeah, they, they just they, – they did choke there down the back stretch. So, you know, they, those were good teams. It, it just they couldn't get it done. And, look, that happens sometimes. It should not be a thing, though, where in the future we say, oh, we can't let those teams in because they choked. I'm a big, I'm a big uh, believer in, like, the, the ends do not justify the means. Type deal, you know, just because you just because you suck in the tournament doesn't mean we shouldn't have let you in. Um, you know, we grade you up until the tournament, not during the tournament, up until the tournament. And in my opinion, all those teams did deserve to be there. Josh, uh, what do you got? Uh, what do you got on the podcast? 
Basketball, 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 <laughs> basketball, friends. It's, it's basketball season. That's it's, it's the NCAA tournament. Obviously, that we guys know the women's tournament gets going today too. Six Big Twelve teams. You know, the women's side so will definitely be hitting on that as well. But basketball, 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 friends. Hey, man, we appreciate your time as always today. Thanks so much. Talk to you soon. Always, fellas. Talk to you soon.